I felt terrible because before that menstrual stigma had never affected my life in any significant way. But uh, that day I realized that because I was on my periods, I was made to step back on a day that I look forward to every year. Hey, hello everyone. I'm Manita. Hi, I'm Prasma, back again. And we also have a very special guest today. Hi, I'm Paul. We all are Toyota medical students in NIHS and today we have gathered to discuss a very interesting and a very important topic. Uh, today we'll be talking about how menstruation has impacted our lives, how our lives revolved around it, and and how it's important to discuss about it again and again. So can we get started? So before starting, we would like to thank Vuelvega for bringing out this topic. And it's a very important topic on discussion. We do understand it. So we have all come here to share our experiences about this and about why is it necessary to discuss on this topic too. So thanks Vuelvega for taking our podcast into such a sensitive but such an important topic. And I'm really thankful that uh, you gave me this platform to speak. Um, so uh, before starting the topic, I, I would like to emphasize on uh, the fact that uh, there are some parts, uh, some countries in the world like uh, Japan, Brazil, Fiji and North America that uh, celebrate, that actually celebrate periods, you know, they celebrate it with uh, feasts and gifts and uh, symbolic out, uh, outfits. And uh, some parts of UK offer uh, free sanitary products to all the girls in uh, primary uh, primary schools to counter the effects of period stigma and period poverty. So uh, while there are countries like that, which actually celebrate the first period of their daughters, there are also countries like ours uh, where we are too mortified to even talk about periods. And um, uh, you know, there's still practices of Thaupuri uh, happening in rural parts of Nepal, where uh, girls not only are restricted from entering the kitchen or um, religious spaces, but they are forced to uh, live in uh, a different shed uh, away from their family. And uh, while they are on their shed alone and distant from their family, they face many problems, like there are reported cases of uh, rapes and starvation and, um, uh, you know, even deaths due to the cold. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, th that's why I think this topic is very important. Right, and you know what, when you were saying that it's celebrated around the world, um, I had also read this article sometime before where uh, a mom was throwing a party uh, because her daughter had her menarche. And you know, that's uh, even when uh, reading something like this or listening to something like this, it gives a sense of um, satisfaction and this, you know, joyous, this beautiful feeling that uh, we are celebrating womanhood and and the impact the psychological impact that it can have on that girl it's so huge like even that small action can actually uh, make her more um, aware about these issues and and help her speak about this uh, in a more open way Prasna, what do you have to say about this um yeah right so when um when you guys are talking about like celebrating periods, I think this is such an important thing to do because many a times in our country and when I'm saying it myself, when we're discussing about these uh, celebrating periods thing, what happens here is that when you have your periods, 
most of the girls experience um, something which they're unknown about or they don't even know that they're in their periods. They don't know what is happening to them. And then suddenly you get locked for seven days inside a closed off room where you're not allowed to see your father or even your brother. And the only one that visits is your mother. And I don't know why it is this way, but our culture has that. And I think celebrating or talking openly about it and welcoming a girl uh, who is on her period or who has started to have it is so much important to boost her self-confidence and she feels empowered and that is the experience uh the starting of a womanhood which she carries for the rest of her life to become a mother that's how she will tell her children about it so i think this has a huge 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 impact and this is very important and i'm so happy that i heard this from you because i was quite unknown about the celebrating thing so thank you for sharing guys yeah and the i think today uh, we are going to learn so many things uh, from each other and i want to know from Pralvika, like um, uh, we as a society are somehow progressing and being more open about this right even in um, our country at least in the city part there are many movements that are going around uh, for this discussion uh, there are also people who ridicule um, uh, those moments and those uh, um, actions. Um, is there anything you want to add to this? Yeah, our, our country has uh, progressed a lot regarding this topic. Uh, we have come a long way. Like in cities uh, with educated and aware families, uh, there are no restrictions um, uh, slowly uh, uh, like uh, entering the kitchen or there are no separate beds or bathroom for girls on their period. And uh, you know, myths like um, if you step on a river, it will run dry. Or if you touch a plant, it will bear rotten fruits. Those uh, myths have been overcome and uh, they have been addressed. But there are still stigmas that affect the mental health of little girls and women of different Asian profession, um, you know, in even in uh, developed cities and educated homes and families, like uh, little girls lose their confidence if they have a stained skirt uh, or they are embarrassed to even buy pads and uh, uh, they have to wrap it in a newspaper, stuff like that. Uh, so I think, you know, uh, the thought that menstrual awareness in cities and educated homes is too mainstream and it's not required anymore. I think it's a completely wrong thought yeah right so uh, i think that there are bigger issues to be addressed like uh, domestic violence and people who ridicule this movement or saying that like um proud to bleed or talking about periods might not be that much of a significance than those domestic violence or rapes that are happening we need to understand that that paramount thing or that result is ultimately from a small thought in the mind which creates a gap between two genders that is male and female are different and i think that stems from the fact that we are right from the start of uh, something which is physiologically normal to us if we are ridiculed or if we are shamed for that thing then that can we cannot assure that that might not amount to certain paramount things so when we are shown as being uh, different or being um you know, shamed or uh, we ourselves have a lesser of a self-esteem for something that's happening in our body, then that can also bring a distinction. So we need to uh, know about the fact that certain mental makeup of the society comes from this issue as well. So addressing this also becomes important in the long run to fight issues like 
marital rape or rape or domestic violence and such. So I think that is my personal thought on this. What do you have to say on this, Manita? Um, so um, to talk about this, I think um, the, these moments, these discussions are never enough because uh, we already ha have been conditioned from uh, centuries and um, you know there are so many things that um, even we consider ourselves super progressive and that we don't care about these restrictions and needs but back in the head somewhere it has been conditioned there and we have those ingrained in our thoughts so i think that they are not enough um, and um, being ridiculed for it it's completely wrong so uh, when Pranvika was saying uh, about these restrictions, you know, I remember uh, reading in the Diplomat, the news portal of Asia Pacific, and uh, one article has been published there in a title, Women in Nepal Face uh, 40 Restrictions. So, you know, I st after reading that reading, I started actually counting <laughs> how can I make uh, that 40 restrictions. Uh, but I think somewhere, uh, if we um, look into the past and all these uh, superstitious beliefs that we have been following from centuries, I think there are more than that. And yes, as Pralvika said, and as you said, Prathna, uh, we are moving um, ahead and we are, we are doing quite good, but there are still so many things that has to be overcome. So... I think while talking about restrictions, let's also add some, um, you know, our experiences to this. How do you guys do during your periods? So, uh, okay, I, I'll, I'll share a personal experience of mine uh, that has really affected me. Uh, I love the festival of Pai Tika, you know, where you put a seven color Tika on the forehead of your brothers and celebrate love between siblings. I just love it. But uh, one Pai Tika, what happened was um, I got my periods and I think it was my second day. Uh, so I was not allowed uh, allowed to participate in uh, anything. So I had to be away from everything that was happening. And I remember um, I stayed on top of the stairs and looked at everyone who was celebrating. And I was just like, you know, crying my heart out because my brothers mean a lot to me. And um, I felt terrible because before that menstrual stigma had never affected my life in any significant way. But uh, that day I realized that because I was on my periods, I was made to step back on a day that I look forward to every year. And I think incidences like those in childhood really gets to you uh, even when you grow up and it really makes you the person you become in some way or the other because I am still hesitant to enter the puja room of our uh, house or you know take part in religious activities or go to temples. and that part um, that restriction has not changed in my family even though the other uh, parts like uh, the kitchen thing or uh, getting to touch your brother while they are uh, wearing the holy thread uh, the jonai thing uh, stuff like that has changed but this part it um, has still not changed and um, i think you know like uh, your mom or your grandmom you can make them aware that it's not right you can uh, tell them all you want that it's not fair but um, uh, but, you know, you cannot force them because that's what they've been taught all their lives. And uh, to immediately change that, it'll be difficult for them too. So I think, uh, like, if you really want to change that part in your house, it should start with you. And for it to start with you also, you require a, a strong group of friends, you know, who encourage each other and um, tell you that, no, it's not wrong to enter a religious space or take part in a religious ceremony just because you're on your periods who tell you, no, it's not wrong to stand up against uh, the ideas and views of your own family. Yeah. So um, talking about my experience, I choose to start 
right from the very start where I started this journey. When I was probably 11 years old, I had my first period. And judging by the fact I was with my grandmother, I've been very, um, you know, blessed to have a very supportive and an encouraging family. So my mother has always been supportive about this. And shunning myself in, uh, for seven days inside a room was never an option for me. I even talked, um, talked to my uh, father. I got to talk to my father because my mother was there. And she never restricted me with anything, gave the food in the kitchen itself. And I was uh, treated pretty normally. But the distinction came when my, uh, I don't know, someone uh, from my uh, family, my father's side or, uh, or my mother's side came to visit me in my home. So I'm um, in my home and it was because I was so freely, uh, I was left so freely in my home. When they came, I had to pretend as if I was sitting in this room all day and closing my curtains and my mother made me do it. So she was open to all these things and we as a family were there but when someone from outside like my uncles or aunts used to visit and I had to show that I was following all the rituals and I didn't quite understand it but I had to do it so that was it and also I I was um, in a girls all girls school so when we talk about periods then we think that maybe all girls school might be different that there might be a different environment judging by the fact that there are all girls around so but we also had that, you know, kind of a shame when someone bled. And I remember uh, the day when my skirt was stained and I had to wait for the last, uh, to exit the class last. And I still had that shame of standing up from the desk, judging by the fact that I was surrounded by all girls and there were no teachers around. I don't know how that shame got into me, but I still had that shame, uh, but I still had that shame. And I had my friends supporting me and, covering my skirt with a bag and that was how I left the school in the end to go home when I had my uh, skirt stained in the period. So these are certain experiences that kind of get to you, you know, and I don't know where this preconditioning comes from, but the normality of this physiological process, I think it has still not gotten to us, judging by the fact that we're still medical students. And also, um, there is a time and i am sorry for my long list of experiences because i wanted to share this one so um there was a time when i went to my village and in my village there was this ritual um which was being conducted it was like a puja and my aunt had come over and she was helping with all the housework and she was the only one being able to do it because all of the family members were away doing some work. And then she got her periods and then she was without care shunned to a, a different place where she had to stay somewhere else. And that was quite distressing for me. And I went there and talked about like, why are you doing like this? So uh, I talked to her like, uh, it's pretty normal to go and you know, like do what you were doing before, but 
she she relayed that I think something would like curse her if she does that, judging by the fact that there puja and she lived in a separate room away from that house where the puja was happening, where before her period she was the one looking after all the chores and she was the one who was taking care of us. But we did not even put a little bit of consideration when she went there. So that was the thing that I felt really, really bad and it still exists and it still exists and even small uh, smaller uh, smaller scale uh, to the Thopadi, uh, Thopadi Pratha that we find in our rural villages and it's pretty distressing. So I think we need to talk more openly about these stuff. Right and um, you know the, the experience you said about that stained skirt, I do have similar experience and I remember crying so um, badly and I don't know now looking back I don't know why I was crying because I hadn't done anything wrong right. It was. It just uh, wasn't my fault at all. But I had cried, and um, I came to home so embarrassed. And I have so many of these experiences. And here, um, I want to share one incident. Uh, it's um, some months before before this lockdown. We had taken a program to one of the local schools where we had decided that we are going to talk about different issues that. Um, that students have to go through uh, during their school life and um, we also decided on take, uh, including this menstrual hygiene thinking that this, can, this might be a wonderful opportunity to tell them about this and so um, you know first thing we had to go through so many discussions before finalizing that we want to keep both girls and boys together for this discussion. So after convincing everyone when uh, in the program day, uh, the students were divided into small groups and I was in one of those groups and we're talking about how um, menstruation is a taboo and how restrictions are applied. And one of the boys from the sixth standard, he told us that how he doesn't believe in any of these things because according to him we we are his child and if we consider god to be in a place uh, like our parent or a guardian how can someone like um, god can restrict his children from coming to his house when the children are themselves going through such difficult times so you know that was so uh, wonderful and um, uh, when i think back if that boy of that age can think like this and can have that opinion we all can right and it's just that we are not exploring and we are not uh, trying to understand so um, i think if we all try and uh, you know we sit down and we think about this it's so simple and it's so easy to understand i think it's just that we are being so ignorant and we as you said prasna like even if we don't do any of these things we are um, afraid about what society is going to say about these things this social stigma um there, there are a lot of things about this but i i really i don't think that i'll ever be forget that boy and what he said and how beautifully he said that and i also want to quote one thing which i heard that there is this belief that if a girl in her first period talks to her father then she decreases the life of her father and this is something pretty distressing that i've heard and i was not in the state of understanding because i was a little child but that fear still grows up with me and i think it's just like 
I don't know, talking medically, uh, some kind of predisposing thing that the anxiety that you carry along for being responsible for something, I think that should not be done to any individual. And I don't know where these taboos stem from, but are we really responsible for decreasing life of our parents just by talking to them when we have our periods? Right, and when um, we hear about these things, like we fear, right? We have this fear within us, like how much we try that we are not going to believe this. This um, there is something back in our head that uh, constantly says that oh, you might be wrong, and this what if this come true? <laughs> things like this. So, so I think you know this is a cycle, like. Uh, if our generation play that role uh, to be the focal point of breaking this chain, I think um, a big difference can be made to the next generation of girls and how they will grow up to have a different opinion and how they will, um, uh, you know, uh, change all these beliefs. And if they will never hear about it, I think that everything's going to be perfect afterwards. So. Uh, can we talk about how menstruation affects us uh, not only physically but also mentally because uh, physically I think we all have gone through and we all have heard that um, about the severe cramps and these uh, mood swings and all, everything but uh, when we talk about these stigmas and how we are restricted when, from so many things and so many places this can also have mental impact right so um uh, uh, let's talk about this yeah you're you're right uh, menstruation does put a strain on women's uh, mental health whether it is due to her hormonal changes or uh, environmental factors like these stigmas you know like uh, from uh, childhood only uh, if you stay in a skirt, you lose complete confidence. And uh, if you're not allowed uh, inside a puja room or if you're not allowed uh, to attend any religious activity, it gets to your head, head and you ask yourself, what's wrong with me? So it really affects your uh, mental health uh, from childhood. And uh, not only in childhood, like women of different ages, uh, they have to work, right? And uh, for work, uh, like uh, you have to like uh, constantly worry that what if your clothes are stained? and uh, you have to come uh, like uh, rush to the bathroom from time to time to change your pads and it doesn't help uh, reduce the anxiety that uh, we face and there are also parts like uh, being ridiculed on by um, using the term you know uh, premenstrual syndrome to any woman who's um, who's angry or frustrated or moody at some point of her time and i think every menstruating female has had uh, has heard that um, uh, you know a jokey accusation that her bad mood is due to her menstrual cycle and her activities are due to her raging hormones or something like that and it's totally unfair because a premenstrual symptom is uh, much more than just a punchline you know it's not a joke it, uh, women are actually out there facing a premenstrual syndrome with uh, symptoms like uh, low mood and anxiety and migraines and it really affects their work and their personal relationship as well you know, I want to add something here. When you're talking about this, we are constantly being a part of joke. Uh, there was a research done by a company, one of the company that makes innovative period solutions. So, and that research found that 44% uh, of the men uh, they admitted to having made a joke about or a comment on a partner's mood when she was in a period. And I don't think it's so shocking. Or and and this is. This is something so true, right? 
So uh, since we are discussing on mental stigma too, as I mentioned about the accusations that a girl has to face or something that is put onto her responsibility that if she does does this, then the consequence might be that. I think something that etches from your childhood is too hard to go away. And I still, being sensitive enough to connect the dots, whenever I try to stand out uh, with my pre-existing knowledge of this is normal, and if I have to go to a temple, or if I do something that is way out of what the society thinks should be done when a girl is on her period, and I have done it, I have went to a puja, when I am on my period, I have attended my home function where all of my families were gathering. I have stayed in that same house, even if that fate was to be shifted to a neighbor's house when that ritual is happening there. I chose to stay with my family with the condition that not saying it or not disclosing that I am on my period, but only my mother knowing it. So I had no access to sanitary pads then because I could not go out and buy the pad and come to my family home and stay there. Because the time if that was known, then I would be, you know, like packed. I, I had to pack my bag and go somewhere in a neighbor's house. And judging by the fact that I was in a village and not even in my own home, that would have been a very difficult thing for me to do. So it was my mother who was ever so supportive of not telling it to other family members. She used to bring clothes and she used to give it to me to be changed during the period. And then I realized that how privileged we were to have this access of this sanitary hygiene product when I had to wash those every day and like dry them. Uh, and also the mental fear that someone should not see that stain and that cloth should be, you know, very clean. I used to like rub it very hard and every morning I used to do that. But even after that, I was proud of what I did. Like, I stayed in the home in the puja, although no one knew it. My mother supported me. My father was also known uh, known about this. So my family is pretty, you know, like normal about this thing. But now that thing, that, that fear that etches in my mind from my childhood about the consequences, what might happen, like I've done this in a puja. So I still connect the dots to all the bad happenings that have happened to me that maybe it was because of that like this is happening to me so i think this is also something of a mental you know makeup that comes and eventually impacts our self-esteem and our confidence and uh, something that stops us from living our optimal life and something that stops us from being free from all restrictions and thought processes and so this is my personal experience of certain mental turmoil and I still do that. I still connect the dots to the consequences if I go out of this and this is bad and I think everyone needs to come out of this. Pradna, I can totally relate to what you are saying. Um, even I have had such experiences when I'm going to temple or I'm steeping food inside. Uh, but you know, before doing every, any of these things, I need to have this battle with myself. I need to have this uh, um, 
talk with myself where, where I have to counsel myself that, okay, whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. And whatever be the consequences, um, I need to be ready to uh, face it, right? Because it has been my decision. And I'm proud that I took that decision because even it's wrong, even, it, even if it's right, it would be mine and not because someone else told me to do so. So I think uh, I'm super proud of this and I'm super proud of you as well and the, uh, proud of everyone who is uh, taking this step, taking one step further. We are medical students, like three medical students having this discussion. So how has periods personally affected your journey in medicine or what are the challenges that you face uh, while in medical school, while you go through this process? can we hear from you? For me, like um, being um, on menstruation, I face terrible, terrible cramps, uh, especially on my first and second days. So uh, some some days, some months, um, I have such a terrible cramp that I, um, you know, um, don't even go to classes and miss um, most of my morning classes. I just stay in bed uh, with a, a hot water bag and. Um, I think it uh, it's common among um, girls, you know, because the hot water bag that I use is mostly yeah, passed around, and uh, I see so many girls like um, not uh, not being able to go to classes because of their cramps, you know. Uh, I faced the uh, physical um, cramps thing. And in hostel, uh, like Pearl Bika said, we have this uh, circling of hot water bags, and. Um, you know, I, I is as you said, like even I do have severe cramps, and I find it so distressing at times. Um, when we're talking about celebrating womanhood and celebrating period, I sometimes gets confused. You know, like I start, you know, I I I complain a lot about this because. This is something that I have to go, right? At this physical pain and these mental issues. So I kind of have to balance, like move back and forth between celebrating and complaining. Um, and for me uh, personally, like uh, third year, uh, after coming to third year, it has been more um, difficult uh, because we need to go to clinics and we have um, we need to stand for long hours. And, and at the same time, when you're having a period and you're bleeding heavily. I do bleed uh, heavily sometimes, like even having to change pad uh, like every hour or even um, uh, in certain duration. So I have this constant fear in my head that I might leak and um, also that dizziness, that fatigue and this um, long hours of standing when you are going through uh, cramps. This is so distressing and and I also remember in the, from these pre-clinical years, um, we, did, we uh, didn't have um, clinics, but we had this uh, frequent examination. And uh, the day before, if I have my exam tomorrow and I'm on my period today and I'm going through uh, cramps or um, this pain. So I used to have this... Uh, pain relief medications and sometimes it would be my third or fourth round in a single day because I had to read uh, for uh, to, uh, for the next day's assessment so it kind of uh, puts you at uh, pressure like you have to perform good in cost of your health so so that's the thing and you know I think um, 
we we talk a lot about women empowerment right and how we uh have to be treated equally like men and um, and i think that's that also puts us at a greater pressure because we don't want any we, we don't want to take the day off because um in that day we might be proving someone else that we are not productive as we are trying to sow so um I, I don't know if i'm making sense but um, can someone add on this Yeah right Monita the mental battle that we have between like talking about women empowerment and being strong and being crippled down by your cramps that happen in your stomach that is my personal experiences too and there have been times where i have returned from the clinics midway between my classes just returned back to my hostel in rest and i've taken help from someone in the hospital to transport me because it was too much for me to stand on the medical rounds so this is something that we experience but something that we need to point out here is when we are discussing about this is i don't know why we feel the pressure to compete in a system which is so grueling that it does not take into consideration something so normal for us and i think that sometimes a system kind of takes shape just by the viewpoint of someone who's actually creating that system and judging by the fact that many women perspectives were not represented into it so i think that is the reciprocation of what happens here and there is an issue of this two day leave which uh, women have recently demanded and this is going on so um i don't know that i think it's pretty normal to ask this two day leave because judging by the fact that um there is severe severe cramps that's happening and i think this should be taken consideration into each and every um system that goes into it and we need to make it more women friendly but i would also like to ask both of you guys i would i would want to hear your perspective on this and my question is how likely would our periods affect the subspecialty or the specialty that we choose like ha- has that thought ever crossed your mind as a medical student that maybe choosing a specialty would be affected by my periods because i would like to mention a small history here um, and i think this is something that happens to all of us and i would like to pay my ode to mary jacobi and she was a female physician during the 19th and 20th century when all of these myths about period were coming forward that women secrete menotoxin while during their periods and that if they touch a crop field then it will run dry and whether if we touch a plant it might die so it was so scientifically convinced like menotoxin being released out and i had recently read a ted talk i had recently listened to a ted talk which stated that if we are full full of menotoxin inside then embryos must be bathing in that menotoxin and i found it very very hilarious when uh, that was said so i wanted to um tell something about how uh, menstruation has shaped the history of medicine or what are the pertinent points that were discussed in our history regarding our menstruation in this medical fraternity so i had this interesting read while researching for the podcast where um with a curiosity i started thinking like how has periods impacted the history of medicine 
And there was actually a book that was published by Edward Clark, which showed that girls' health and strength was affected by their periods. So that if they um, kind of worked in their periods or, uh, or if they tried to do some mental work, then that would ruin their mind, that would wreak havoc in the chemicals and they would not be uh, fit to do all the other things that happen after periods. And girls were not strong enough to pursue their higher education in their periods. So this was the thought with which medicine started. And uh, Mary Jacoby was someone who scientifically debated this fact and said that it was activity and not rest that actually uh, could relieve us from this mental turmoil that we go through during our period. So staying inactive and resting was not the option, but grueling and talking about things or going in the day-to-day -day lives unless it's severely debilitating, that would be a better approach to having periods. But women were actually restricted from going to colleges or practicing medicine while they were on their periods and all women were advised to stay at home. So what do you guys have to say on this? Uh, like you said, Prathna, uh, the dizziness of our uh, menstruation affecting the speciality we choose in our future. Uh, about the topic, uh, maybe uh, like specialities like surgery, which requires long standing, we might think uh, we'll not be able to do it because uh, we have uh, uh, like cramps and we'll not be able to stand for so long. But uh, we're not the first females uh, trying for specialties like that, you know. There are already females doing it despite their uh, menstruation. Obviously, they bleed too. So I think, uh, like you said, uh, researching on how to overcome our uh, uh, physical uh, cramps uh, by exercise or taking medicines I think we need to focus on uh, that part instead of just uh, you know uh, thinking that no uh, we can't do it because uh, we'll have to stand for a long time and uh, we have uh, cramps I think we need to focus on uh, ways to find out how to deal with it uh, because people uh, females out there are doing it and if they can why can't we you know I also have similar opinion on this um, and before you uh, raised this issue about uh, this menstruation uh, might affect our choice of space speciality I hadn't really thought about it before and uh, after you said this I've been thinking but I have not been able to contemplate anything so I think um, as Pearl Vega said, like this should not be our barrier to choosing any speciality. We have to be open about this. Uh, but having said this, um, uh, also connecting the leave, the leave thing that you talked to before, uh, what I want to add is I don't think that it's so mandatory to take leave. But if you are going through some um, serious um, like problem, um, you are having this um, debilitating health issue then you need to take leave because uh, if you are taking leave uh, when you're having a fever or when you're going through um, some other health uh, problem then you can obviously ask for a leave uh, when you feel the need to even during your period so I think we have to take it something as the individual call rather than making it like every woman would need 
uh, two days leave in a month or that uh, women should not pursue careers like surgery and things just because she uh, can she might not be able to uh, dedicate her full time so yeah that's very correct and i'm so happy uh, that and i strongly believe that our choice of anything should not be stopped by our certain physical restraints or certain societal restraints but we should be able to pursue anything that we want to and definitely we can and i would like to see many of us doing that in the future too but we also need to keep in mind that we need to create an environment around that is too considerate of what is happening to us we should not be too harsh on ourselves too that even when we um pursue a profession which might be considered challenging we need to have that understanding and compassionate environment which takes into account what women go through during their period and regardless of that i feel that that environment should be shaped in such a way that it is so friendly to each and every one of us and so inclusive that in in the generations to come this might not be something that might limit someone from pursuing what they want to do and judging by the fact that this might be a limiting factor to us it's pretty sad and it shows that something's wrong or something that has been formed has not taken into consideration so many aspects that need to be taken into account like prathna said um, we need to have a considerate environment uh, and um, it even implies in this uh, covid-19 situation you know there are ppes uh, but they are uh, designed in such a way that uh, they are only um, uh, more suitable for men because um, there was an article where a female uh, while she was uh, on her pp uh, it was her period she just happened to have a period and uh, she was in a uh, complete dilemma you know Uh, to change the ppe and um, uh, put a pad on and again um, go to the uh, opd or uh, you know just stay in the ppe ppe uh, so that it wouldn't go to waste uh, she had that uh, dilemma and so yes this issue is not talked about much like how might a health worker in her ppe going through her periods might have felt and it has been so uh, well uh, portrayed in the article that coral vega has talked about and this issue is also being raised in nepal where uh, a midwife from bake was forced midway uh, to leave her duty and go home just because of the fact that she started bleeding in her pp and it was too uncomfortable for her so this issue was being raised about including sanitary pads in the ppe and i think this is something which we need to consider too and we need to make our ppes more women friendly uh, because uh, when a woman is um, going through these periods we need to understand that uh, the pandemic is temporary but periods are permanent so this is a slogan that has been going around and we need to shape our world into something which is more friendly to our physiology too and it should not be so harsh and so grueling for us during these times and this is something which needs to be dealt with more of a compassion and more help and more understanding and empathy from all around the world and each and every field i think this should not be a thing of discussion but this should be a thing of celebration that should happen uh, and i think that this discussion we are ha- having right now maybe 
this is something that our future generations 50 years down the line might not even have to consider so i think we need to pray for that world so we are almost at the end of this session and we had uh, we had a fun time uh, seeing our experiences and talking about so many issues and i'm really glad that we are we had this discussion because this might be uh, this might be um, igniting a thing for many people to have another discussion and then another and this scene might go on and as i said earlier our generation can definitely work as a focal point to um, break the scene of listening and uh, as Prashna said I, I really do believe that down the line um, our future generation won't even have to consider talking about this so uh, uh, lastly um, I cannot uh, end this session without thanking Pearl Vega because of all the efforts she put to uh, make this come in real so uh, Pearl Vega is there anything you want to add at last? Uh I'm more thankful uh, to you both, Manita. I've, lot, uh, I've learned a lot, lot of things from you guys. And I have this belief now that our anxieties about uh, these very, uh, various menstrual stigmas will be overcome soon enough. And uh, we just have to understand that, uh, yes, this, these issues will be uh, overcome one step at a time. But uh, we also have to understand that uh, just because you completed a few steps, you do not mean you have reached your destination. You know, we need to keep walking and uh, keep taking little steps like these uh, until uh, the menstrual stigma has um, vanished from every female's uh, life. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pralvika. Thank you for coming. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We will meet soon.